Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and uh, we got an episode of Game Day with Hunter Moeller. This is the second episode. He works for the Southeast Iowa. He's uh, in the sports section, and he he covers several local teams. Uh, welcome back to the program, Hunter. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, it's Game Day. I'm already making dips for my tailgate, and uh, I'm all ex- I'm all excited. Uh, how about you? Oh, I'm excited too. We got some, we got some good games and you know, if you're tailgating, you know, those are always a lot of fun. So. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going to get the barbecue grill out and uh, just be firing it all up. Uh, but uh, uh, you guys, uh, each week I keep thinking, man, there could never be a week with more great matchups until the next week when it's even more. And this week is uh, maybe all the best matchups I've ever seen. No, I mean, we've got some, you know, we've, we've got some undefeated teams that are looking to stay undefeated, and we've got some teams looking to bounce back. So, uh, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of big games, and like you said, just keeps getting bigger, and especially when we get closer to, you know, to district play approaches, it's going to, teams are going to be put to the test. you got everything. you got 3-0 and o teams going at each other. you got 0-3 oh, teams going at each other. you got 1-2 and two teams versus 2-2 two and two teams trying to, claw back into it or trying to separate themselves out is it's just going to be super exciting so let's just get right into it what what uh you're going to be at the round guy game of the week i understand yep so we can we can jump right in here we've got uh we've got lisbon traveling to columbus and obviously um you know this is probably one of the biggest games of the week because obviously columbus is getting those votes and if they win this one they i'm sure they're gonna you know pop into that top 10 there but uh uh, you know, this is probably their biggest biggest test so far. Obviously, Lisbon's one and two, but they've played a couple of tough opponents. Um, and then, uh, let's see, they lost to uh, um, West Branch first week, which, you know, West Branch is, you know, as good as they come. And then they beat beat up on North Sear, which, you know, they're down. And then Auburnette, 14 nothing. You know, we know how good Auburnette is. And they only lost, you know, they only allowed them 14 points. But, uh so it's going to be a tough one for the Wildcats, but you know uh, their ground game is as good as anybody's I looked, and they've only thrown two times this season. Um, Caden Amagon's leading them on the ground. Uh, he's only rushed 27 times, but has 408 yards and four touchdowns. Tristan Miller follows with 21 carries for 391 yards and five touchdowns. Um, so yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty crazy. They've only th- thrown two times, and what they've put up 50 over 50 points and. Each of their well, except for last week against Waffle, but each of those first two wins, which still put up thirty nine. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if if they have to go to the fa- the passing game or if they're going to do it all on the ground. Seems almost unfair to have two running backs like that, doesn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, you no, know, it definitely definitely helps out the offense when you can just you know trade one, give one a break, give them and let the other one go in, and you know he could rush for <laughs> he could pop off for you know a a big gain or anything like that. So, I mean, you know, it definitely helps to have two, two stout runners in the backfield. Yeah. They, they were held down to 47 points one time, I think. So uh, that's, that's, I guess that ain't in 11 man football. That's not, uh, not too low of a score. No. Yeah. I don't think you could win half your games in eight man football, if you put 47 points, but uh that's, no, it seems like an eight-man football. You got to put up about, <laughs> you got about put up fifty plus to pull out a victory. <laughs> I've seen teams put up seventy-six points and lose. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what about this Caden Amagon? Scotty Melvin is enamored with Caden Amagon. He just 
uh, just such a force to reckon with, isn't he? Yeah, he is. You know, I've never seen him on the football field, but I've, you know, Andy's been around and he was during track season was the first time I ever saw him last year. And, uh, Andy was telling me he was one of our, uh, better football players in the area and he you know he's he's fast and you haven't seen him in a little while and apparently he's you know bulked up a little bit so uh um i'm excited to see him uh, tonight and see, see see just how good he is on the ground so yeah well what do you what do you expect out of this game uh, you think it's going to be high score and low scoring you think it's going to be a defensive game mm-hmm. offensive game what do you i think for? i think it's going to turn into uh I don't think for for me personally, I don't think it's. I think it's going to end up being a defensive battle. It's going to be the difference in the game, um, and you never know because obviously we don't know what uh, Columbus is is going <laughs> to what they they haven't even shown what they can do through the air yet. So I mean, you know, I, I'm kind of interested to see if that comes into play a lot. If that, I'm not sure. You know how good. Obviously, if Lisbon held Auburn at only 14 points. Their defense must be pretty good. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Columbus has to kind of go to that passing game. Um, so that's kind of like the main focal point for me, if they're going to have to incorporate that in, into the offense when we haven't, you know, seen that a lot uh, so far this year. Well, what about, do you know anything about Lisbon? I know Scotty Melvin's uh, did a pretty good report on, but I can't quite remember uh, what they got. I know he had anticipated them winning this conference. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, besides, uh, you know, they're kind of like just from just from their staffs or their stats. Obviously, they're led by uh, Cohen Cam, uh, Camus. I think that's how you say his last name. He's got he's thrown for 391. Pa- he's thrown for 391 passing yards and five touchdowns. Um, uh, he's also their leader on the ground with 121 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, so his name pops up a lot. Um, pretty much that's all I know about him. And I'm just kind of basing it off. You know, I know Lisbon has always been, you know, kind of a, a good a good football school. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure that that program's, you know, had a lot of a lot of good history. So they're gonna they're gonna come ready. And obviously, like I mentioned, if they if they held that, you know, Auburnette team, and they've Auburnette's been beating everybody. So if they held them to just 14 points, they must be doing something right. Yeah, they they must have a pretty good defense, and uh, they're a traditionally good school. Plus. I think they've uh, played a lot of really tough talent in the first three games, so I think that'll also kind of bode well for them tonight. No, oh, yeah, like I said, they played West Branch first week, and uh, what what Scotty has West Branch winning winning their district. I think he, I think that's what he said. Sorry, I listen to your other shows too. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as so. well as I listen to your uh, uh, sports show on uh, Facebook Live with the Southeast Iowa Union. What's that called? Uh, it is called Sports Talk. Sports Southeast Talk? Iowa, yep, Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk. And it's uh, Wednesdays at 2 on Wednesdays Facebook? Wednesdays at 2, yep. So it's just on the Southeast Iowa Union page? Well, you can – so they're on Facebook and YouTube. If You, you can go to Washington Live, Mount Pleasant, uh, Mount Pleasant Live, and Fairfield Live. They're they're under all three all three towns, main, you know, main kind of towns we cover. Well, it's a great show and uh, a lot of interesting – conversation and, and it's pretty lively between you and Andy, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I think last week was probably or this week this past week here was probably our best show so far. <laughs> well uh, only getting better. Yeah, it, you know, just little tiny improvements each week, you know, yeah. make a show uh better. I mean, we're we're gonna get better. We're five hundred and thirty one episodes into it, so I'm hoping some improvement comes pretty soon. Right. 
But uh, I do want to make a, a quick announcement here uh, yeah. that we are 290 listeners away from 10,000. We've been trying to drive for 10,000. And uh, uh, so if you listen to this, if you can help me out, you see it on social media, share it on your page. And uh, uh, I'm sure we'll get there this weekend, but uh, uh, I wouldn't mind getting there today. <laughs> hey, uh, I wouldn't mind helping out. <laughs> well, anyway, let me let me read off a couple sponsors that have been helping the program real quick. Helmuth Ford of Sigourney, Iowa, Washington Discount Tires of Washington, Beyond Beautiful Benches of Richland, uh, Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa, Elsie's Kitchen.net of Copic, Iowa, and jeez, uh, my cat jumped up on the table there and uh, knocked over the, almost knocked the laptop off there. Uh, he's uh, got his paw caught in the something here. Hold on a second. I had to save the cat there. Uh, let's see where we are at. Uh, uh, um, author John Bain of Wayland, Iowa, wrote a book called Christie's Journey. The beat goes on. We'll check into that. Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, and uh, Jefferson County Realty of Fairfield, Iowa. Jeff Alexander, give them a call if you need real estate. Thanks for uh, the for putting up with me and my cat there. Uh, what what else you got uh so we got a whole lot of other games going on let's get into some of the other action yeah i'll just i'll go down my list i'm gonna run through the i'll run through the big schools talk about some of their matchups because there's some intriguing ones here Uh, we've got uh washington um washington travel in the fort madison obviously washington coming off their first loss of the season against a tough clear creek and mana squad uh fairfield coming into this one undefeated that uh, coming coming in with that uh, last-second field goal against uh, Fairfield last week. So uh, this one's setting up to be uh, another big matchup, obviously, in Washington, led by led by Ethan Patterson under under center. He's thrown for 200 yards, four touchdowns um, on the ground. Taven, Taven Stewart leads them. He's got 53 carries for 351 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, and then uh, for, for Fairfield, obviously, Aiden Boyer uh, leads, leads that, that group of guys. Um, he's thrown for 457 yards, four touchdowns. And then Teague Smith uh, leads Fort Madison on the ground with 233 yards and 50 carries and two touchdowns. So uh, this is this is, this is is going to be, you know, this is going to be a really good, a real good matchup. It's going to see how, you know, I think Fort Madison, this is probably, I would probably say this is going to be the best, this is the best defense that Fort Madison is going to face or has faced so far. Uh, Washington's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back after that, after that week or that last week's loss. So their first loss of the season. So this is going to be a good one. Well, Keokuk, they played Keokuk. Keokuk has a pretty vaulted defense. They they seem pretty dang strong too. Yeah, uh, true. And probably similar to, to Washington. Uh, Washington got off to a flying start, but uh, took a little step back with Crew Creek Amana, who uh, just a little side note, they're playing Liberty this week. So I think that's going to be a a pretty great game. I'm going to have my eyes on, but, uh, uh, well, what do, what do you think here? Uh, you think it's, it's a defensive battle? Um, uh, Fort Madison's defense. Let's talk about them. They, they haven't hardly give up any points this year. No, they haven't. You know, that's, that's helped them a lot. Well, obviously Fort Madison or Fairfield last week came out and scored on that first drive. And then, you know, they didn't let them score again until the, until the fourth quarter. So, I mean, you know, Fort Madison's clicking on both sides of the ball right now. I mean, obviously they haven't. You know, they've only put up over twenty once, and or yeah, over twenty once against Keokuk there, and that was twenty two. So, I mean, 
when you have to when you can rely on your defense and you don't have to score a lot i mean <laughs> you know that helps you out a lot so uh you know like i said this is i, I think this is going to be a, a defensive battle obviously washington's kind of thrived on the on the defense so far so it's just going to be interesting to see uh you know how how that defense fares up against uh, Fort Madison. Well, that's Madison kind of a, a toss-up game here. I think you know. I mean, it is in Washington. That'll help them. Now, yep. last year Washington had a great defense and a poor offense. I mean, there's. I mean, just if you just look at the points they put on the board, it wasn't very many. You know. Right. Right. Uh, this year, the offense seems to be uh, much much better, and the defense might even be a tick a little better. Uh, uh, do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I think you know. Uh, you know, Ethan Patterson, uh, for them, quarterback, he's, you know, he's, he's kind of a mobile threat. I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's only thrown 36 times, so he hasn't had to throw a lot. Their ground game is really good with Taven Stewart back there. Uh, you know, I think he, he popped off for about, I think if I remember right, it was, he had three touchdowns and on opening night and then added three more and their second week win against Mount Pleasant. So, um, you know, uh, then Jude Brown gets back there. He's kind of a bigger body, uh, downhill runner. So, uh, you know, they've got a they've got a little nice ground game. And if Patterson needs to roll out, he can. He's he's quick enough to get out there around the edge. So, uh, they've got a real nice ground uh, ground game going. And I'm, you know, I you know, Coach, uh, you know, that's something Coach looks for. Uh, he likes to really really ground, uh, you know pound it down down defenses. So. Well, this isn't the uh, uh, conference or district rivalry like it used to be, but this is an old, old rivalry that goes oh, yeah. back 100 years or more. Uh, and I know it's a big game for both teams. Um, I, I think the team that, hold, uh, that holds on to the ball better, I think turnovers and special teams will probably play a big part in this game. No, and, you know, usually, you know, more often than not, that's how it, how it ends up playing out, obviously, you know. We can we can say the team that scores the most will, you know, will win the game. But you know, sometimes it's the the team that, you know, <laughs> the team's defense that you know holds the other team to the least amount of points. I guess you could say it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. I, I I think we're. I think that's going to be an exciting battle. I don't think people will be able to take their eyes off of the screen for that one. But uh, well, we, let's move on to some other games. Yeah, running through the big schools here, uh, we got Fairfield uh, heading over to Knoxville, and obviously. Uh, Fairfield, um, you know, after that week, uh, week one win against Mount Pleasant, they lost uh, in the la- in the final minutes of the game to Tumla and Fort Madison. So, uh, you know, Knoxville's down 0-3. Uh, Fairfield's coming to this one 1-2. One so, this this should be a game that uh, will get Fairfield back in the win column. And, yeah. you know, they've got that, you know, obviously they're out with Hunter Shashini's out, um, but – they got Tate Allen running under center. He's thrown for four, 27, nine touchdowns. Um, Max Wheaton's as good as they come from the tight end position. He's caught 15 passes for 247 yards, six touchdowns. So uh, I'm looking for this one for Fairfield to get uh, back in the win column in this one. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have any trouble with them. But uh, I think the the loss of Hunter Shakini, and it looks like he's up for the football season and the basketball season. Um, uh, well, one, how much is that going to hurt him? And two, who do they have that can replace him? Yeah, so they're um, basically against Fort Madison. They're the 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 one that replaced him was Miles McAtee, senior. Um, you know, other other than that, the only other person to to get any you know carries on the ground besides you know Allen running, you know rolling out um, a quarterback is Casey Miller, a sophomore. So uh, 
you know, those two are going to, those two are going to get the bulk, bulk of the carries with McEntee uh, kind of leading the charge there. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, it is a big loss for, for uh, Fairfield because, you know, uh, Shikini was such a, you know, an integral part of that, of that run game and of that offense. Obviously it hurts when, you know, when any team loses one of their, one of their <laughs> better offensive players and all around better football players. So uh, it's a, it's a, it's a big loss, but you know, it's, as coaches say, you know, next man up, you gotta, you gotta step up. You can't, you can't just, you know, sit back and do nothing about it. So someone's got to step up. Well, I hope the, I hope they can find, I hope some kid that, that probably wouldn't have got some reps gets in there and, and really uh, improves. And uh, hopefully he's an underclassman. So he'll be around next year. Uh, I do have a Max Wheaton question for you. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned he's got six touchdowns and a lot of yards and everything. But uh, I'm not 100% sure they're totally utilizing him like they should. You know, I mean, it's like these games they're losing in the last minute. You know, why aren't they getting the ball to him in positions where he can score? They're not getting him the ball enough? Or is it just the fact they don't have Hunter Shikini? Uh, I mean, I, I had him a little last week, but he ain't in full uh, ability. And uh, um, th- does he need that decoy or that other option? Or, or is it just the other teams can just focus on him totally? Well, you know, that's that's kind of the thing is, you know, you know, Fairfield kind of struggled to get their run game going uh, last week. And they had to, you know, on that on that first drive, on that first first drive last week, Tate Allen hit Max Wheaton four times. If I remember correctly, it was it was either four or four or five times. And he ended it with like eight receptions. So, you know, they all came on that that opening drive. But, you know, uh, team. Teams know, you know, I feel like it's probably, you know, teams know that, you know, Wheaton is an X factor out there. So it's easy for them to kind of, you know, key in on him. Um, you know, that's kind of one thing. But also, you know, it does it does kind of hurt when you can't get the run game going as, as well as you like. And then, you know, because if you get the run game going, it opens up it opens up the passing game. You know, they, they kind of go hand in hand. So um, I think it's kind of partially of teams knowing he's a, you know, he's a big threat. So they kind of... Um, maneuver their defense to kind of take that away and also uh, partially the run game. But, you know, this is going to be a good week to see if see another, another good week to see what Fairfield comes up with in the, in the run game against, you know, uh, an opponent they, that, uh, you know, they should be superior to. Well, I know uh, there's a lot of division one colleges looking at, at uh, Max Wheaton as a tight end, but what do you think of the idea of converting him into a running back, you know, or, or giving him a few sets of getting him the ball that way? I don't know. That'd be something for Coach Wheaton to look at, but uh, that's his dad, uh, the coach. But uh, um, I don't know. You know, he's about six. He's about six four. I mean, he'd be a big body coming downhill. I just, that's for sure. Well, like you say, whatever they got to do to open up that passing game. But geez, we're almost twenty minutes into this. We've only got three games under our belt. Maybe we should uh, <laughs> keep, yeah. keep keep the thing going. Yeah, I'll, I'll, move, I'll move on to the next one here. Uh, we can run through run through some quick ones here. We got Mount Pleasant um, uh, playing West Burlington. Obviously, West Burlington's improved a lot, but they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. I believe they only have 17 players that can suit up for, for tonight's game. Obviously, Mount Pleasant coming off that loss to Keokuk. Uh, you know, Mount Pleasant just hasn't been able to get that defense uh, get that defense rolling. I mean, they put up some, they put up some points through the, through the air and uh, on the offensive end, but they just can't. They can't hold teams. Uh, you know, they can't. You know, hold teams back. And you know, Keycock put up forty-five, and that's 
that's over 40 points in their first three games. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the biggest difference for Mount Pleasant. Uh, this is the defense. If they got that defense rolling, heck, they'd be, they'd be sitting good. Yeah, they got the, uh, a defense about as stout as a wet paper towel. Um, but uh, their offense, uh, their passing game is is uh, among the state leaders, I believe. I mean, they can throw the ball uh, exceptionally well, can't they? Oh, yeah. Well, Jacob Rickman is, you know, a huge part of that. Obviously, he's the quarterback. He's, he's He has 762 yards and six touchdowns. And he's completed 73 passes. That ranks first in the state. So, I mean, I mean, you, we know they can throw the ball. They just, you know, it's just, it's just not translating on the defensive end. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of positives to look at from Mount Pleasant. They just got to, they just got to figure out, you know, uh, an answer on the defensive end. Well, uh, look, this West Burlington team, uh, I mean, the truth is their coach might be doing the best job of any coach in the state. He has, very little players. He's got some really talented players, but yep. uh, you know, I think that's a win for them just to just to field a team as beat up as they are, as many injuries as they have, and as short as their roster is. But uh, one of these two teams is going to get a win, and it's going to be a big deal for them, isn't it? No, it is. You know, getting your first win in the season, especially when you've been struggling, you know, it's a huge boost to, boost to confidence. So, uh, whoever walks walks away from this game tonight is going to be, you know, feeling pretty good about themselves. You know, especially after. You know, looking at, you know, West Burlington, they played a couple of close matches. Obviously, they got beat up on last week against, you know, a, a South Minneapolis team. So, but, uh, you know, they played Mid Prairie pretty close, played for Madison pretty close. So, uh, yeah, they played some um, really good teams uh, uh, close. Meepo is a fantastic team, and uh, oh, yeah. they beat on them real hard last week and uh, uh, almost left them so bruised up they couldn't even field a team this week. But just fielding the team this week is a big win for, uh, for, uh, West Burlington, Notre Dame, and uh, I'm a big fan of the programs, and uh, we'll have an eye. This is a good game, you know. Yeah, it is a good this, game. This is, uh, you know, one of the, I guess, marquee matchups of the, and, and a pivotal game. One one uh, one team season is going to get back on track, and one team season is going to take take a step back, and it's a big important game. Isn't it? No, it is, and like you said, you know, both coming in with no no wins, so uh, it. it Whoever wins this one's going to be, you know, should be feeling pretty good about themselves. Well, I hope uh, Notre Dame has enough tools to get uh, some uh, athletes because they probably can put some points on the board against this team. Well, no, right, and it's you know it's going to come down to obviously you feel bad when you only have seventeen players because you know I mean <laughs> you just you know that's not something you you know you want to you want to hear when you you know have you're short on the kids to start with and now you got injuries to deal with so but you know kudos kudos to them for you know, fighting through it and getting out there and playing yeah, so 17 kids and 80 percent of them are going to take 125 snaps you know right and that that's just that that's one of the reasons why they're so wore down though because they don't have their so i think this is a, really a battle between mount pleasant's depth and uh notre dame's talent right well what else we got yeah we'll keep going here uh we got uh, Central Decatur at Cardinal, and now Cardinal, you know, I know you and Scotty have been talking about them improving pretty much every week, and we've kind of seen that. Obviously, they played that, they played Davis County really close last week, lost sixteen to six. Central Decatur's down this year; they're coming into this one one and two. This, this one right here could be uh, Cardinal's first one of the season. Well, uh, I had a call from a, a college recruiter that's going to be at that game, 
And there's a couple, there's an offensive lineman, I remember he said, and another player for Central Decatur that the school's looking to recruit uh, some pretty high talent. But he asked me uh, what we knew about Albia, and did they have any any uh, players that he might want to look at while he's there? Albia? Yeah. Or not Albia, I mean Cardinal. Oh, well, yeah, it's a Cardinal. I was like, I was like, Albia, well, I'm not sure about Albia. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I just, you know, kind of running through here, they're kind of standouts, you know, uh, who's leading them here is Carson. Uh, Carson Kenny is uh, their quarterback. Um, he's thrown for 197 yards. Um, he's rushed for 119, one touchdown. So he's kind of a, he's got some dual threat capabilities there. Uh, Craig Miller is their main rusher. Uh, he's got 215 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and receiving Isaac Glett has six receptions for 70 yards. Um, you know, the name of the game for Cardinal is, you know, is just how, you know, the majority of their their team, you know, their main starters, we, we lost to graduation. So, um, you know, I, I know we talk about that a lot, but, you know, it's just, you know, I think I, you think you're kind of seeing that as the week or as the weeks move on here is that those kids that had to come in and fill those positions are starting to, you know, get it figured out as we've seen them kind of get better each, uh, each week. But, um I'm not familiar with, uh, you know, all the new kids that are coming in. So, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you yeah. know, uh, who kind of stands out coming into this one. Well, let's talk about teams like, like Cardinal that, um, graduated a lot of players and got wholesale changes. It reminds me of a team like Sigourney, you know, who mm-hmm. kind of struggled out of the gate and then started getting better and then really put it together. You could watch Cardinal. They, they had a tough start, but then this Davis County game seemed like a big step forward. Their defense, seems to be, uh, you know, playing good enough to win games. They're just not putting any points on the board. But I like you, I, I agree with what you're saying. All these teams that uh, had wholesale replacements by the third, fourth, fifth game of the year, I think they're they're pretty much overcome that. No, and, you know, this is going to be – I think it's kind of – I think it's kind of, you know, all leading up to a good uh, – all around good test for for Cardinal because obviously this is a they're playing a team that's kind of down this year so you know they this is a great opportunity for them to you know kind of pull out their first first win and you know just kind of see their progression it's kind of been nice to see their progression as they've gotten better you know each each week well like I say it's a it's a game there's some there's some talented players on that field I know Central Decatur has a couple uh, uh, players at colleges would like to recruit so there there's another kind of exciting game but. Uh, uh, before we get into the next one, I need to take just a little time out here. Yeah, we've got uh, Van Buren versus Pella Christian. Obviously, Van Buren's been playing really well this year. Uh, two and one coming into this one. Uh, probably their toughest matchup of the season right here. Uh, Pella Christian three and zero. I believe they're in the top ten rankings. Um, they're heading up to Pella Christian, so uh, this one's just going to be an all around tough matchup for uh, for the for the Warriors here. Uh, um, obviously, I'll run through some of their plays here. Obviously, Jackson Manning has been stellar this year from, from the quarterback position. 563 yards passing, four touchdowns. Uh, Sam Morth on the ground, 225 yards, four touchdowns. Anthony Duncan's been Manning's main kind of receiver. He's got 17 receptions for 398 yards, three touchdowns. Um, but, you know, this week, uh, obviously, the Warriors are coming off uh, a big win, 70-22 over uh, L&M. Uh, you know, Van Buren could very well be uh, – Three and zero. They have that tough loss to Davis County, twenty six fourteen. But uh, um, this this week is looking looking. The odds might be against the, the Warriors in this one against uh, the Eagles. 
Well, let me ask you uh, uh, a Pella Qu- uh, Christian uh, question. Have you ever been to their stadium? Nope, but I've driven by it a lot, and it looks amazing. <laughs> it, it looks like an NFL stadium. I mean, it's one of the, the nicest-looking stadiums that I've uh, ever seen. Uh, and uh, my goal is to get there someday uh, because – um, I know they got to always have a great team and they have a great atmosphere. And I think the, the seats are packed and I, I bet it's an exciting uh, uh, experience to see the game. Um, but uh, let's talk a little bit about Van Buren because uh, they put 70 points on the board last week. Uh, uh, what, what is it about this? You know, I know that this is the opposite of Cardinal. These are a bunch right. of uh, players that were maybe because of numbers, uh, maybe, as freshmen and sophomores, there were a lot of kids that were forced into action. Maybe they were ready for it. Maybe they weren't ready for it. But three and four years of seasoning into that, you've got a senior-laden team that seems to be clicking here. Um, uh, what is it about this Van Buren team that that's kind of t- turned the corner this year? Well, obviously, I mentioned you know, Jackson Manning kind of leads their offense. And, uh, you know, he's one of the better athletes uh, that we cover. And, you know, they're just – I feel like Van Buren, you know, they're just always, you know, whatever sport they're kind of in, they're always, you know, they may not be the best, but, you know, they're going to be uh, mechanically sound. And we're kind of seeing that with uh, uh, with the Warriors this season. Obviously, they've, they've got a big senior class and uh, Jackson Manning, obviously, Sam Woods is a senior and then um, Anthony Duncan's a senior. And, uh, you know, Jackson Manning's a good baseball player. It doesn't surprise me he's playing quarterback and him and Anthony Duncan have been hitting have been connecting with the deep ball this year. Obviously if Duncan has 398 yards on 17 receptions. Um, so I think it's just, you know, uh, kudos of their program. You've got to give them credit and you know what they've been able to do. And as you kind of mentioned, you know, the, the, the kids have just grown through the program and now we're seeing they kind of, you know, flourish here in their senior season. Well, they, uh, I watched their game against Davis County quite a bit. And they move the ball all the time, and they they get it in the uh, the red zone, and they they fumble or or turn it over on downs or or throw an interception, you know. Uh, but over and over and over, they were put, getting the ball in there. So I I think they get a little bit of a chance here, but uh, Pella Christian is probably too tough for them. Yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they're ranked inside the top in the top inside the top ten. And- you know, they haven't lost this year, and they play. They beat Des Moines Christian and then Panorama and then PCM. So, and they put up 56 61, and then, you know, PCM would be 28 28 7. So, uh, the, the Eagles are, are pretty dang good. Well, uh, what else we got? Uh, next up, we've got this year. We've got this is a this is a real uh, eye popping matchup here. Uh, we got Beacon playing, uh, playing Waffle. Oh, boy, um, that's a good matchup, isn't it? And, yeah, it is. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Pekin was real down last year. They've been playing real well this year. Uh, they kind of seem to got that defense defensive rolling, and they're clicking on offense. And, um, obviously, they beat uh, North Cedar last week 47-6. Um, you know, they're, they're one loss is the, that, that big uh, uh, Auburnette team. And then, you know, we got looking at Wapolo. Obviously, they got beat up on by Columbus last week. Um but they got a big win over the Wise Musk team, and you know they got beat by Meepo, which and Meepo's rolling. So, but you know this is this is a good opportunity for uh, for the Panthers to pick up their third win of the season. They could be sitting at three and one, which for them, uh, uh, you know, they should be feeling really good about uh, you know looking at last year because they they've probably won one of, one of the teams that have grown a lot or you know the most probably. Yeah, well, this is a game where 
if Pekin wins, they're going to be, like you say, three and one. They're going to have some uh, wins in the district, and uh, they will be sitting in a good position to make the playoffs. If uh, Wapolo wins, they're back to 500, and their season starts over again, and they'll be in a good position. Uh, it was a big game. No, it is a big game because, you know, uh, you know, for, for Pekin, it's like, you know, if you look at last year, um, you know, I don't think I don't think they won a game last year. They didn't. And you know, looking at this year, you're sitting at two and one, and you know, if you're looking looking back and your only losses, you know, Old Burnett, you know, you're you're feeling pretty good about yourself, and you got a winnable another winnable, winnable game this week. You could be sitting real good, uh, you know, as district uh, play approaches. Well, I saw some film footage uh, of their their game last night, and they were making a lot of what I call football moves. You know what I mean? They're changing direction. They're uh, you know getting to the to the one yard line, extend, you know, making moves and getting their arms extended to put the ball in the end zone. Uh, they're running good routes. Uh, th- this team is on the verge of being a pretty stout team, aren't they? No, and you know. For sure, and you know Luke Long kind of leads their uh, leads their offense last year. You know he had to do he was doing the bulk of the receiving. I believe they, I think one of Andy's favorite stats is, is that uh, it was something like they completed for forty some passes or something. And Luke Long had like thirty five of them or something like that last year. But uh, he's you know he's quarterback this year. Um, uh, you know he's leading through the air and on the ground. Uh, he's one of the better um, athletes in our area and. Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be still a tough matchup because Waffles got some got some heavy heavy hitters and uh, Jake Gustafson and uh, Dylan Woodruff and Casey Short. Um, you know, Waffles got some good athletes, but you know, so to speak. And so I think I think this is bound to be you know one of the better better games of the week with uh, you know one team looking to get get back in the win column and Pekin looking to uh, you know um, grab another one. It's as important a game as uh, you know for the rest of the season as any of the matchups this week, but uh, you mentioned Andy Kretzinger. Uh, where, where is he? Uh, where is he at this weekend? Uh, let's see. He's going to be, I can't remember where he's going actually. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can't remember where he said he was going. Well, it's hard, always hard to tell where he's going to be. Uh, but, uh, yeah. well, I, uh, peak and Wapolo is a great matchup. What else we got? Uh, we've got, uh, so, um, it's New London's homecoming. They're going to be taking on uh, a, a down uh, English Valley's 0-3 team. Uh, obviously, New London's kind of had that rough start to the season, but they played, you know, a good Moravia team, Clarksville. Um, you know, that was another tight one, a uh, tight loss for them. Obviously, they started 0-2, but they, they beat up on Tri-County 52 nothing, and then they got that huge win last week against Winfield. Um, now they're playing a, a down English Valley's team that got um, – well, you know, they played Waco last week, so, you know, that's all well, we got They had to a say, rough but, go uh, with Waco. But, uh, I mean, Waco just didn't give them anything, and they were playing their hearts out, man. I yep. mean, uh, I, I thought, you know, you could see English Valley's effort was tremendous in that game. But yep. Waco's won. They're something else, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But, but uh, uh, what do you see happening here in this game? But, you know, uh, New London's rolling right now. They got, they got some, you know, ever since they kind of – you know, Blaze Porter's been uh, uh, put in the mix. Uh, they've been playing real well. Obviously, he's done a lot of damage uh, receiving, and he's I know he's one of their better DBs on the on the team, and some of them go back and play safety too. So, uh, you know, it's kind of seemed like ever since they kind of put him in there, their, their team's been 
been able to do some more damage on the offensive end and uh you know they're playing better defensively and um you know right now they're they're uh They've won two in a row, so they're looking to make it three here. And you know, if they win this one, they're three and two. And you know, New London's pretty looking pretty good. And obviously, it's going to be uh, an absolute battle coming into next week against Waco. So, uh, you know, I know I know the Tigers are going to be wanting this one. Well, we got some of the best four man football teams in the state right here in this area. But uh, give me a little Bowden Pickle update. Uh, he's a player that I really got my eye on. Yeah, so uh, you know, I, I've talked a little bit about Bone Pickle. I know, um, so is uh, Scotty, but uh, yeah, so Bone Pickle is uh, one of the one of the Tigers' uh, leading rushers uh, so far. Uh, he's rushed twenty eight times for two hundred and thirty three yards, four touchdowns. Um, he's got ten receptions on the year as well with, for seventy uh, seventy four yards and two touchdowns. Um, he's as, as built as a I don't even know how to put it, but. He's just a built kid, uh, works out a lot. I've worked out with him a couple times. Like uh, a brick outhouse. Yeah, he's big. He's a big kid. And, uh, you know, he's he's a downhill runner, so uh, he's been big for the Tigers this year. And if you want to point out some other people, we've got, you know, Dom Lopez running their, uh, uh, running running the quarterback position. And obviously, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, he's, he's a big-time wrestler. Uh, he's thrown for 422 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, so a lot, a lot of high-powered uh, players coming on the uh, coming from the New London offense, and you know, uh, as a defense, they've only gotten better. So uh, looking to see, looking forward to see what they what they do in this one. Looking looking to pick up their their uh, third win of the season here and third in a row. Well, they'll be they'll be in uh, a good shape, uh, with, and I, I'm sure they'll win this game. I guess I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm 90 percent sure. Uh, well, uh, there's a lot of other teams left. What do we what else we got? Yeah, moving right along here. Uh, next up, we've got uh, uh, Highland playing at North Cedar. And, you know, the, we always reiterate Highland's one of those teams that lost a ton of talent. Um, and they probably had the hardest schedule out of any of our teams playing uh, playing East Buchanan week one, Columbus week two, and Rome last week. Uh, now they're playing, uh, you know, uh, a down uh, North Cedar squad that's 0-3. Um, potential first win of the season here for Highland coming into this one. Um, you know, whichever team walks out of here is going to get their first win. So, um, you know, Highland, you know, it's kind of been tough to tough to judge Highland so far because they played so tough a talent. Um, but, you know, they should be able to put some points on the board in this one. Yeah, they, they, I don't think they've had trouble putting points on the board per se, but it's, uh, the defense has given up a lot of, uh, uh, of runs or points, but uh, two tremendous offenses. Oh, yeah, and, you know, you know, the one good thing for, for Highland, you're looking at those, those three losses is that, you know, they, they're going to come ready, you know, when they, when they play teams that are kind of on their level, because, you know, they've played some of the top, uh, top talent, and, you know, in, I guess you can say the state, because, you know, East Buchanan was ranked in, inside, well, number one, I believe for a while, and then Wilton's ranked, and then obviously Columbus, uh, right outside the ranking. So, uh, you know, Columbus will be real, real deep into those rankings if they win against Lisbon, uh, what, right. Uh, I, I look for Highland to get their first win. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, this is the, so far. This has been this is going to be their their greatest chance thus far this season. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what has in store for the Huskies uh, tonight. Well, there's some other big games. What else we got? Yep, we've got uh, Mid Prairie uh, playing uh, playing Eddieville Blakesburg. Um, obviously, 
the Golden Hawks coming off that tough, tough loss to a, a just, pretty good Regina Catholic team. Or Regina, yeah. Yep, yep. And then, you know, they, they started the win over or the season with wins over West Point and Sayre and Kyoto. Uh, obviously, two real good games there. Uh, uh, Blakesburg's down in the season. Uh, they lost, you know, to some pretty good teams, though. Uh, Albia, Sheraton, Pleasantville. Um, so, uh, this, this is this is sure to be a pretty good game. This is another good uh, potential win for Mid Prairie, and they could be sitting at three and two. And once again, you know, it's another one of those teams that you're sitting at three and two, and you're feeling pretty good uh, as uh, district play uh, uh, starts to approach. Well, they're they're going to be rolling like a freight train in this game. I, I don't think they'll have any trouble with Eddieville Blakesburg. Yeah, I don't know much about Eddieville Blakesburg, but I know uh, I've heard you kind of talk about them. Uh, a little bit and said they've kind of been they've kind of been down uh, this year so well if they get it together we'll let you know <laughs> yeah but uh you know leading leading uh ben prairie i just kind of mentioned um uh, uh colin miller is uh their quarterback he's thrown for 174 yards uh four touchdowns brain harley's been uh fantastic uh, uh out of the backfield for them he's got 510 yards and four touchdowns and uh, kane brown uh leads uh, in the receiving department with uh, seven catches for 146 yards and two touchdowns. So, uh, a lot of, you know, those names are, you know, names you see a lot from, from McBurry and all the sports. So, uh, um, you know, a lot, a lot of good talent for the Gold Box, and they're looking to get back in the win column this week. All right. Well, what else? Uh, we've got uh, Winfield Mount Union uh, playing uh, at HLV. And, uh, you know, Winfield, obviously um, – one of the one of the better teams in this area. Obviously, they're coming off back uh, back losses to uh, uh, probably one of the best offenses in the class, or the best offense in the class, you could say, with Iowa Valley, and then uh, uh, the tough loss in New London last week. Um, HLV's down. Um, this this should be a uh, after this one. Winfield could be sitting should be probably sitting at three and two uh, against a uh, down HLV team that's lost to. Uh, uh, you know, well, I guess they played Montezuma, uh, and they've, you know, they played Waco, and then, you know, any team that Waco's played, he's mentioned, and then they, they lost the Lone Tree um, last week. So, um, you know, Winfield uh, looking back to get in the win, looking to get back in the win column this week, and they have a good chance against uh, uh, against HLV. Well, Lone Tree has uh, righted their ship, and they they seem to be a, a solid team, but the, I I feel like. Uh, this one win will get Winfield's program right back on track, don't you? Well, yeah, you know they've, you know they've played, you know if you look at the teams they played, I mean they played some tough teams. I mean, you're um, kidding. You know they opened the season the week zero against Audubon, and then they played you know Moravia, and then they play Iowa Valley, who's you know probably got the the best offensive player in the state statistically, and then they played New London, who's got great athletes, big rivalry game, and so I mean. You know, Winfield hasn't been just playing, you know, teams that hasn't been playing teams that, you know, they can just beat up on. But, you know, HLV is kind of down. So uh, this might be a little opportunity for the for the Wolves to kind of, you know, just get back into the flow of things and uh, pull out a win and get back on track. I think uh, Winfield Mount Union is uh, a little thin as far as numbers. You know, I don't think they're as deep as a lot of these other teams. Do you? No, now from my, I haven't actually looked at the roster, but from my understanding, I've heard I've heard people say that that you know they're not they're not insanely deep uh, on either sides of the ball. So um, this might be a good week for the for the Wolves. And hopefully they'll get up and get some of their uh, 
younger players get get them a chance to play. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, I've been waiting for you to mention Waco. Uh, I'm hoping that's next. You'd be correct. <laughs> so Waco's taking on I Valley. This this for me is one of the. This for me is probably the biggest game of the week that I that I would want to see the results of, and only because, uh, you know, Waco thus far obviously uh, they beat beat up on Southeast Warren in Week Zero, and then they beat up on Springville, I guess, and then they beat up on HLV, and they beat up on English Valleys. Now I don't think they've. I, I'm just interested to see. Obviously, we. Waco's defense is as good as they come. I just want to see how they stop stop this uh, Evan Kearney kid who's uh, leading the state with 30 total touchdowns and 733 passing yards and 17 touchdowns and then 830 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns. So, uh, you know, their offense, Iowa Valley's offense has been just racking up points left and right. Uh, and, you know, like as I mentioned, Waco's defense is, is fantastic. So I, I always love a good a good offense, offensive defensive battle. And, you know, obviously you mentioned, you know, Waco's offense isn't anything to, you know, shy away from either with uh, Oswald over there uh, thrown for 582 yards, nine touchdowns. And then obviously Reichenbach on the ground, 312 yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, so this is just all going to be, this is just going to be a slugfest. Uh, you know, that's, that's my opinion. You know, Simeon Reichenbach's numbers may not be the sexiest out there, but I'm not sure if I was picking a football team and I could have anybody, I wouldn't pick him first. I mean, he just does everything. He kicks, right. he plays defense, he blocks, he can be your quarterback, he can be your wide receiver, he can be your running back. I mean, he just does it all, doesn't he? Well, yeah, and the thing is, is that he's only carried the ball 35, 35 times so far in four games. I mean, they haven't even they haven't even really needed him to carry the ball, you know, a lot. And you know that's a scary that's a scary thing for most teams because you know what do you have last year over he had over twelve hundred yards or you know whatever so I mean you know there's going to be a time when Reichenbach's going to is going to pop off and we're going to be like yep that's what we've been waiting for so I don't know I'd be carrying a little something extra in my pants every time they handed the ball to him if I was on defense I think uh, he is just friggin' scary the way he moves the ball isn't he Yeah he is. But they've well, got a lot, of, lot of, lot of great players there. But uh, let's talk about, you know, uh, the only game Iowa Valley lost, they lost 78 to 76. Uh, I do think <laughs> I do think you can uh, put some points on the board against them. But uh, yep. uh, let's see what the – I guess I, I'm interested to see what they can do against this defense because, let's face it, nobody has a better defense than, than, uh, than Waco, do they? Nope. And that, you know, that's, that's the thing is it's going to be obviously Drew Deers over there is just as, as good as they come on the defensive end. And, you know, uh, you know, so far it's been Iowa Valley just racing to see if racing to outscore, you know, outscore their opponent. But, you know, this is, this is going to be the best defense that they've played uh, thus far. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they try to try to take that approach or, uh, you know, it's just gonna it's just gonna be interesting to see with uh, with the high powered offense that they have that they've shown so far, and going up against this number two rated uh, number two rated Waco defense. Well, I think the the whole battle of this game is uh, can they get around Mason Miller? Uh, Mason Miller is a is a returning first team All State eight man cornerback uh, who had I believe nine or ten yeah, interceptions, interceptions last year led the state. 
and he's already got seven this year. So yep. uh, seems like his game's <laughs> even better. I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big challenge for Iowa Valley to. I, I really think he's the he's the key. What do you think? No, I mean, you know, it's for me. It's it's that's it's that kind of plays and plays a part. But also, you know, looking at this this Evan Kearney kid, obviously he's their he's their quarterback. I mean, the kid has thirty touchdowns on the season already. He's thrown for 733 yards, and he's rushed for 830. 17 touchdowns through the air, 13 on the ground. So what's telling me is that they isolate him. I mean, that's going to be huge. Uh, that's going to be huge for the Waco defense. If they isolate him, um, then, you know, that he's pretty much kind of leading their offense. So um, take, take him away, and it's looking pretty good for Waco. Well, Waco hasn't uh... – Waco hasn't played a, a, a team that's that air oriented, have they? Uh, I'm not sure how. Uh, def- definitely not with uh, English Valleys and HLV. Uh, Springville did put 22 on Waco. Obviously, still won 57-22, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Let me jump into these stats real quick and take a look and see here. Uh, no, <laughs> Springville only threw for uh, 30 yards. Uh, and then Southeast Warren, way back in week one, um, uh, they only threw for 54 yards. So teams are not have not been able to pass the ball. Well, things haven't been teams haven't been able to do anything. So you're saying play. Mason Miller has seven interceptions, and teams are almost afraid to throw the ball against him. I mean, and, and what, what has he got? Seven interceptions on 14 passes, or something like that. Yeah, and well, that's the thing. It's like, what do you you know? What do you do when you got kids? A kid that can pick you, pick you off at a moment's notice, and then you look you look across the line there, and you're looking at Drew Deers and Reichenbach, and those guys are staring staring you down when you're running the ball. So uh, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one for Iowa Valley, but uh, you know this is probably the best offense that best offense Waco's played, uh, and then obviously uh, this is gonna be the best defense that Iowa Valley's played. So you know what wins defense offense. You know that's a big thing. The old saying, you know. Uh, uh, offense wins games, defense wins championships. So we'll see. Well, I saw a little clip of Mason Miller intercepting a pass last week, and I, I couldn't get that high up on the uh, off the ground if I had a ladder. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he can jump. He's a good basketball player too. Yeah, he gets up there and gets it. So uh, that's another fantastic matchup. And I, I, this ain't no cakewalk for uh, for Waco. And uh, uh, I think there is a there is a path to victory for. Uh, Iowa Valley, and uh, you know Waco's in, in in this conference with all these great teams, and I think that they're going to start playing those teams here in succession here, uh, starting this week. Well, yeah, they got New London next week, and then Waco, and then Winfield, and then yeah. So I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of big games for uh, the Warriors, and you know, looking at those other teams playing Waco because right now, you know, everyone's just trying to. It's going to be everyone trying to knock Waco off. Well. uh What's uh? Is there any other games on your list? Yeah, this is this is the last one here. Uh, we've got Sager and Kyoto playing Pleasantville, and oh, uh, yeah, that's a good game too. Yep. Uh, obviously, uh, you know Sager and Kyoto has just fought and fought. Uh, the first two games, obviously, they played tough Durant with that Nolan DeLong, uh, one of the state's best rusher. Uh, the state's they, best rusher right now. Yep. And then uh, Mid Prairie lost that real close one by three, and then they just. 
absolutely dominated Centerville last week. Yeah, number two team in the state. Kinda, yeah. So, and they just they they just made mince me out of them. And uh, you know, so right now you're looking at you know Pleasantville's beaten Linville or lost Linville Solid beat Interstate 35, uh, then beat Eddieville Blakesburg. Uh, right now with with F, you know, Sigourney is feeling themselves. Uh, you know, after last week's win, so coming into this one, you know, they can beat anybody. That's you know after with the performance they put on last week between. Between um, Cole Clarion on the ground and Sawyer Stout running that offense, it's man. Yeah, they look good. You know, at the first week, it looked like DeLong just beat beat them all up, but I think they might have done the best uh, against DeLong of anybody. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about their, you know, and looking at their just program, you know, is that uh, you know they're going to come ready to play. You know, they may have lost a lot of talent uh, from last year. but they've got great athletes over there. Uh, they know the system well. And, you know, uh, we're starting to see that kind of unfold here, uh, especially with last week's performance against, you know, a top 10 team there. So, Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Sigourney's got a great chance in this game. Uh, you know, they they, they, they were a, a team that, I mean, let's face it, quarterback, running back, linebackers, offensive line, everybody graduated. And there's, they're uh, wholesale starting over, and but it, it just looked like, especially last week, that they they've really put that those players that they lost behind them and uh, uh, have found a formula to both offensively and defensively dominate football, like a, any Sigourney Kyoto team does. No, and you know it's been good to see for for the Cobras over there too, obviously, because you know we just knew they were going to get a win, you know, at some point, and. Uh, you know, it was nice to see that they went out and did it in that fashion. Uh, you know, because I, I feel like, you know, people probably didn't expect it. But, um, you know, from, from you and I, obviously, you know, we know what the program's all about. And, you know, the kids, they have playing playing the sport. So, uh, you know, we knew it was going to happen. And I'm glad it's nice to see that they did it in, in uh, the fashion fashion that they did it. Well, uh, Sigourney, Kyoto, you may have been uh, uh, the last team we mentioned, but you're you're first in our heart. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, all these matchups, every single one of the games, well, not every single game, but 90% of the games we, you, you mentioned are, are toss-ups, you know, yep. are, are, are going to be well, hard-fought wins. Uh, uh, I'm a little jealous that you're going to be in Columbus, uh, but I'm going to see them at uh, Pekin when they come to Pekin. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be a great game. I got one game I want to ask you about. That's uh, uh, the one A uh, game of the the week, according to Varsity Bound, and that's a little Durant and uh, Wilton. Uh, uh, do you have any thoughts on that game? Well, I don't know uh, much about it. Let me let me pull it up here. But I'll you know kind of talk about. It. Obviously, I know. Obviously, we mentioned that. Uh, Nolan DeLong is as good as good as they come. And I saw a thing on Twitter that he just uh, either he got, I don't know if he got an offer to Iowa or he uh, a walk on. He's a preferred, he, they gave him a preferred walk on uh, offer. That's uh. what it was. But, uh, you know, Wilton's ranked. Um, I'm, I'm, Durant's got to be they're either ranked or just outside the top 10. But, uh, um, you know, this comes down to, uh, for me, is. Just look at, you know, as a spectator looking on the outside, looking in, it comes down to can Bolden stop Nolan DeLong? That's I it. Mean, That's the whole question. Uh, I, I mean, 
if you know, no one we haven't even. I mean, they're three and zero for a reason. No one's been able to stop him. Stop him. He's got nine hundred and sixty-five yards in, in three games. Yeah, he's I mean, averaging. That's just, that's just ridiculous. He's averaging a lot, like somewhere in the neighborhood of three hundred and thirty-four yards a game. So yeah. Well, we're, probably, we're we're out of time. Uh, right. We're talking to Southeast Iowa Union's uh, uh, Hunter Moeller. Uh, thanks for being with us, Hunter. That was a that was a, a, a mouthful. You're gonna need a glass of water, I think. To, uh, I'll be all right, but thanks for having me. I appreciate it anytime. <laughs> all right, this is Round Guy Radio giving you the best high school football coverage you can get outside of the Southeast Iowa Union. <laughs> thanks for being with us. Yeah.